Welcome to Bold Conscious Connections. My name is Raju Panjwani and I'm a certified leadership coach. And I'm Trisha Ramos, a certified high performance coach. Together, we help business leaders redefine success on their terms to create more space and energy so that they live impactful lives. Everyone wants to be seen, heard, and understood. So at a deeper level, we know that the collective consciousness is important to raise in this world. And leaders who are influencers can make that difference. We, in our coaching programs, teach people how to focus on the interconnectedness, heart-centeredness, and growth from within. And this is what this podcast will be about. So stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Talk to you very soon. I'd be lying if I told you that I wasn't comfortable bringing Nicholas Rohan Penjvani, my son, uh, to this podcast in an interview with uh, with him, uh, with Trisha and myself, and, and largely because anyone who's met him knows that he is unusual, gifted, very deep. And so the the point of this episode and bringing him on was that, uh, you know, it was to, to share that age is no boundary to insights about who you are, about about wisdom, about about spiritual growth. Uh, ever since Nick was a year old, uh, he could do with his power of concentration solve you know 200, 500 piece puzzles. By age three, he was reading coffee table books, although he didn't probably understand the meaning of all of the words. But he was able to 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 understand uh, what those words were without knowing what they meant. So his his focus and his ability to be very deep uh, was quite unusual from the get-go. Uh, so Nick is now 22. As I said, he's my third of my fourth children. Uh, children. He is a senior at Duke University, finishing up uh, at Pratt uh, for his biomedical engineering. And we just want to share with you the the way that, uh, you know, as we said, age does not dictate what wisdom you have and if we all had at this young age of 22 that he's at uh, those kinds of insights about life, life would be so different. So for those of you youngsters in particular, you know, have a listen and uh, truly take some notes. And because uh, I think in our in our conversation, he he really throws some great nuggets about life. So without further ado, here is my son. I'm proud of Nicholas Rohan Panjwani. Hey, welcome to uh, Nicholas Rohan Panjwani. Uh, Hello, to a, live masterminds. How are you? <laughs> I'm so proud to uh, introduce my son to those of you listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, Nicholas is a uh, third of my four children, and he is uh, 22, but you know, a 22-year-old who's, who's got a lot of wisdom uh, way beyond his years, and I just want to acknowledge that. And... We're very proud to bring him on this episode to really talk about whatever he wants to talk about, because I know for a fact um, that you know he has so much wisdom to offer, uh, as I said, in his young age. And I think a lot of a lot of you will benefit from this, whether you're a millennial or older, even. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And how Good fun that. We get to have a conversation such as this one. Fun for me to get to witness between you and your dad. So 
yeah, we're going to have a great time today. And I look gonna forward be all brand to learning. New. Yes, learning more from you. So let's get started. Likewise. So go ahead. We always ask this first question to sort of kick off the conversation. And the name of our podcast, as you know, is Bold Conscious Connections. Mm -hmm. So we like to ask every guest we have, what does bold mean to you? And why do you think it's important, especially in this day and age, to be a bold leader? So when I think of the word bold, I think of not living in your mind. I think of living actively in your body and actively in the world, being connected and congruent with, with what you have to offer, as opposed to being in constant rumination of, of what, either what could go wrong or, or what should I do or what will this person think. Being bold is equivalent to being decisive and being and being and being active, being uh, excited about living living this this life that we are living. And why is it and important today? Uh, you know, even in reference to all the years prior on our planet of civilization. Uh, is because we have a lot more things that are trying to take away from our boldness and keep us living in our minds and having us thinking that we are something other than part of this larger world into which we've been born uh, that, that elevates and emphasizes our, our egoic tendencies of, of self-inflation and self-importance. Um, but at the same time, ignoring and replacing the true sense of self that overwhelms anything that we can ever create on our, on our own. So can you expand on that? You began by saying that there's, you know, this time, there's just so many factors that can affect um, mm -hmm. what it is that allow somebody to be bold or not bold. Can you expand on what some of those factors are from your point of view? So when it comes to what are, what are we going to do with our time and our life on the planet? It's really, 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 really easy to take somebody else's idea or version or definition of what it means to be a success both in the moment and over the long haul of a lifetime it's really easy to take that as gospel because it's so loud it's so um that no matter no matter how encouraging of an environment you have in the home or 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 the friends that you surround yourself with, it's just it's just easy to pick up on the overwhelming, overwhelming noise of what other people think that you should do. I mean, any that 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 goes for anybody listening to this, it's it's in some way a version of the story that we're telling. And if you're listening to it, there's gonna be some measure of influence that it's gonna have on you, whether whether you think about that 
or not. It's we're constantly just absorbing, absorbing information. And that in itself is not a bad thing. But when when the voices of those other people become overwhelming, that they become dominant in how you live your life, then it's like, oh, what did this person say? What did that person say? I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. And then before you know it, you're, you are living this disconnected life of, wait, then you, you wake up one day and ask yourself, who, who am I? I don't, I don't know even what that question, where to, where to begin with that question, because I don't have a frame of reference, but we all do have a frame of reference. Ultimately, if you go back far enough, that we didn't come into this world being completely conditioned and programmed, but it, it tends in that direction if we don't remain bold and, and aware enough of, of, our, of our just basic and true selves. It's, it's, not, it's not even that complicated, but it, it, it seems so simple then that we don't even think about that as the, as the real answer in the end. So can you speak to an example you can share that perhaps uh, would, you know, be relevant or relate to people listening? Usually stories are such a great way to access, um, to access that relatedness that we all get to experience with each other. Can you share an experience, be it recent or, um, you know, from a distant past, or maybe you're going through it right now that illustrates what you just spoke to. I'll, I'll give an example, a couple different examples, um, all illustrating the same point. It goes to show that the influences are always going to be pushing and coming uh, from everywhere that it's, it's never like, oh, I figured it out. And, and uh, now, now I know myself. It's, you have to constantly be listening for which which voice that's coming is is the true one and which one are the competing voices. So just a couple months ago uh, in December into January, uh, somebody offered me an opportunity to um, to to do to do some work and framed it in a way that it would be it would be very much like I'd be working for myself, but not by myself. I would have a team of people to, to refer to and to, to lean on for support. Um, but that, but that all of the upside was going to be for me. Um, but, and I kind of accepted that on, at face value on, on blind faith, like, Oh, it's going to be great. Like they'll give me an opportunity to, to make some money in the short term. And then, and then once I have the money, then, oops. Um, then I, then I can do what I really want to do. But rather shortly, I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. I just fell back into the trap of I'm waiting for certain set of conditions to fall into place before I actually pursue and do what I want to do on a, on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. Um, and what, what are those things? It's creating, creating a a brand and content of my own being able to actually express my, my true, my true values, my true beliefs, my true, um, my true understanding of, of what I have learned through the lenses of, of science, of, of nature, of mysticism, of, 
of playing sports, of being in different sorts of relationships, of of just peering deeply into into this present moment of life. Um, so then, I, I guess another example would be when when I was trying to figure out um, back, you know, in the, in, when I first got into college, it was like, okay, now where do I, where do I take this? Do I want to go to medical school? Do I want to be a, a professional engineer, industry engineer? Um, do I want to continue academic study for my master's or for my PhD? And I was just considering all these options that were laid out as paths before me, not really considering that my, my own life, my own unique life could be its own, its own unfolding path and that I could, I could give it structure. I could give it uh, a form that, that hasn't existed before that I can actually be, that I can actually express everything that I am without, without the need to immediately attach myself to somebody else's predefined path. And that was, it's, it's a really tough, thing to grasp at first because everything up to that point of 18 19 years is saying you gotta you gotta pick something you gotta pick one one of the choices that are before you but we never stop to consider oh somebody at, in the first place had to create those as choices for somebody else to follow so it's great that we have these choices to whether it be a some sort of industry or corporate job that there are these roles that somebody wants to be filled and that you can gain, gain the skills and experience needed to perform that, that role and you can feel fulfilled in that. But given the experiences that I've had of nearly dying and then actually losing my mother to, to death um, growing up, it was, never, it was never enough to just fill a position. It, it had to that that wasn't fulfilling to me it had to be something that was reflective of the magnitude of the experiences that i had already had and a reflection of of the of the impact that i want to have in in making the making this life matter and even and even if at for whatever reason my own life got um ended for whatever reason that I would be happy knowing that at least I was pursuing what what mattered to me so and that may even contradict what I opened with that uh that today's world is is emphasizing our our egotistical or, or self-centered tendencies but I think that there is a balance somewhat that you are that you immerse yourself in this this unique life experience and not, are not just trying to copy or imitate um, somebody else's version of success. And then also being aware and, and sort of humble enough to know that when you are pursuing your desires, that those desires have to incorporate and include the direct benefit to other human beings in order to be considered success at all. Human beings and, and, in my in my version of success all life that there's a that there's a constant and un, and expanding relationship between our human selves and the environment all around us both in terms of other life and other 
objects that we orient in a certain way. Um, yeah. Beautiful. So you're 22, finishing up a senior a college. Senior college. Mm -hmm. Where, at what point do you think there was this this longing to be more? Uh, and you know, most most people your age aren't really necessarily thinking about these things. So was there a shift or a story that you can share where you actually something happened that caused you to really start examining not just existential but beyond who we are? There are definitely a series of impactful moments. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's it's also just the, the little shifts and the little bits of sitting, you know, at, at, at Duke, we have beautiful, I don't know how many acres gardens that uh, always that began to, you know, in, in my years actually being on campus at Duke, each year I got more, like more in love with and more, spend more time in the gardens uh, as I just, you know, explored it more and learned more about it. But I would say I really started exploring it my sophomore year um, and just being, being in nature, being around, like sort of by myself, like not really around other people, but yet at the same time surrounded by life. That to realize that I was alive, everything around me was alive, but yet there was this space and silence through which I could begin to hear my own voice. So it was, for me, that was the kind of center point of what allowed me to begin exploring that. Um, as I said, sophomore year, really sophomore spring. And then it just so happens that I took summer classes in the first summer session. So I came home for two weeks after the spring semester ended uh, and then went back to school and then was living in my own dorm room as a, like just single in, in the dorm room. And then of course, deepening my relationship with the gardens is sort of that uh is that metaphor for for learning about and understanding myself more so it was it was really definitely a journey but there were there were sparking moments leading up to that to to kind of push me in that direction and and one was kind of overarching experience was being in a fraternity for my freshman spring uh, and then into into my sophomore fall. Uh, I was still in the fraternity, but I ended up, long story short, get it, I ended up getting mono towards the end of the semester uh, and was taking five really hard and really demanding classes. So I wasn't spending as much time in the fraternity and then after getting sick towards the end, it was like, I went from being super involved in the fraternity to not being as involved because of school and then being just totally taken out of the environment, getting sick and coming home. And then at first that was like a pause moment because you know, who knows how sick I could have gotten with, with mono. Um, 
and just focusing on getting healthy and, and that being the only thing that was important at the time, all the classes and all the things that were important to me that in the fraternity, like all of that was put on pause just because of my, my health, just another reminder of that. And then I kind of then dove right back into the fraternity, not really, not really having a full picture of, of all of, of all of what I just said. Uh, because, you know, it was time for another semester to begin and, and classes to begin. So it was just like that whole world and that whole life again. But then as I said, towards the end of the semester, uh, I had some of these kind of questionings or realizations and began to spend more time in meditation and more time alone and more time in the gardens and more time researching researching what 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 is this all about kind of just literally typing those questions into google or or youtube and just so happens that at the same time my my dad was sending me a lot of videos from from Sadhguru and and those were very eye-opening at, at like perfect answers not perfect answers but perfect for the time giving me uh, an opening or beginning to to the to the kinds of questions that um changed changed my experience what can you say, Nick, to people listening to this who they may be your age or maybe they're older than you? You know, we live in a in a culture that really values busyness and do, do, do. We associate success and productivity with how busy we are, even at the expense of our health. Right. You yeah. certainly spoke to that a little bit. What would you say to our listeners about how you can begin to value solitude when people are so averse to being alone or putting their phones down or taking a time out from social media or Netflix, like just nonstop barrage of information that is easily accessible to us from like the multiple devices that we walk around with on a daily basis. What can you, what can you say to someone that will, that hopefully encourages them to find that piece of garden that you were able to find um, so that you could hear yourself? What would, what would you say? Well, so that's the funny thing, right? We can be not even around other people and still be getting information and ideas either from people directly or subliminally uh, with our phones and just looking at content. But what, what uh, I'm called to say is that I, I don't know you, what your experience is right now. I don't know how you're feeling. Uh, I know deeply my own journey and my own moment to moment experience. And what I have to offer is that if you do, if you do take the tough or tough step as it can be to just make a decision that you want to explore what is possible within yourself, not just what's possible out there, but that the possibilities that you think are out there are actually with you and are closer than you think. And also a, a word of encouragement that when you do make the decision to put it away, that there is so much 
waiting for you, that it's not that far away. It's so simple. And it's, it could be articulated in so many different ways, but none of the articulations would serve you as much as you taking the leap of trusting yourself enough to see what you have to offer to yourself and ultimately to other people. That until you dig for the, both the lessons that you've learned and, and also the depth of experience that you can have, to be able to be sensitive enough to the signals that you are being given from your source, from your from through your through your physical body through a channel the channel of energy that you represent and that you are you'll be able if you if you put away the stimulation that is what's going to give you the sensitivity to be able to actually sense those <laughs> naturally sense those impulses those feelings those waves those just the whole the whole universe of of experience that can happen inside your body without needing something to depend on, something to stimulate you. We have this world of stimulation. We have this access to abundant resources outside of us. And in fact, those resources outside of us are not apart from the experience and the resources within us, that there is definitely a clear and direct relationship between all of it but that just it's just to say that there is more than you are giving yourself credit for inside of you and simply the world would be a better place if we if we all respected ourselves more and more but mm. there's you can you can never get enough of that uh wherever you think wherever you are and wherever you think you are you can always respect yourself more and it goes much more much 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 beyond the version of ourselves that we think that we are and the version of ourselves that we're being told that we are the version of ourselves that we project ourselves as through any idealized form that the reality is actually much more ideal than any half truth that we attempt to tell ourselves Ooh, God, Jesus. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, if you're listening to us right now, uh, hopefully, I mean, I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, thank you for beautifully articulating all of that. And you mentioned the word lessons before. I jump in here. So, you know, the second part of our, the bold conscious connections is the consciousness. So you, you started to touch on the consciousness aspect of it. For those listening, young or old, whatever the age doesn't matter, as we're proving here, as we're proving here, uh, you, it, it, what, what could, you know, there's this games out there. I mean, there's of course news, etc., that people listen to, but there's news. There's all the other uh, onslaught that Trisha mentioned earlier, but you know, being being on devices for whatever reasons. What is there something you've done specifically that, I mean, you were you were playing games, you were part of the, the same culture and then at these realizations uh -huh. that you had is there something specific maybe one or two things that allowed 
uh, you to then focus away from that and saying, hey, listen, you know, yeah, great, but you know, I, we all live in our five senses, but what does it take to get away from it for a second and saying, pause, or, you know, what, what is it that, that allowed you to, or are there practices that you know that really help, helped you and you could share? Yeah, and if you could like be, um, be direct with this, because yeah. we do want our listeners to actually come away with something they could try as soon as they're done listening. Yeah. Right, like, uh, yeah. what, what, what's the thing, like the number one practice you have that allows you to be able to just maintain that balance for yourself? So it, it, it's actually perfect that both of you guys say that. Uh, you kind of alluded to the disparity between involvement in these sort of limited games that we find ourselves observing and, and participating in versus addressing and accepting the reality of what is and i i want to offer a, a fusion of the two in fact that one of the frames that i've gradually and sort of recently developed uh hmm. somewhat recently but anyways you'll get it that that the reality itself the truth, the the fundamental truth that we are living has a very much game-like quality to it. That the life that you're living right now is in the class of the human game, the society game, and the family game, the the interpersonal relationship love game, the the game of what it means to be you you are you have found yourself you've woken up into this life but into this into this perspective that you are participating in whenever you play a game you are a participant you are you are you are playing a role in in some sort of larger context and the same goes for for the perspective that you find yourself in now. Um, one, of the, one of the more profound breakthroughs and moments that I had was, was, was just that when, uh, when I sort of felt myself now just over two years ago that the relationship between me and my body, between me and this, this experience, this perspective was like I could I could I could hold two different ones at the same time one near and one far one is like the intense and deliberate focus on a certain detail and then the other one was full and fluid control of of my entire body and how it moved in space very much like a video game for example like I felt myself like as if I were moving the joystick of my body like uh, so I'll get, again, I'll give you a more concrete example. When I was, I was playing ba physically baseball at the time when, when this realization hit and it really brought me back to a uh, time in my life when I had broken my wrist and I was playing a lot of video games because I couldn't play real baseball. I was playing baseball on, on a video game and, and as, as if I were moving my character as he was fielding in 
uh, in the video game, I felt like I felt as if I could move my body in that manner. Now it didn't just, it didn't just like happen like that all of a sudden it was, it was months and months of preparation leading up to that point of, of doing yogic practices of, of being in silence of, um, of just trying to decipher with my with with my mind what was true and what was not true about what I was experiencing, what I was believing. Uh, so there, like, there's all these different aspects that that you could go into. But again, the frame that I uh, have developed recently, as I was saying, is is the word game itself. So this is for me. This is for me in particular. And these four these four letters apply to me, but the dimensions of experience that they represent are applicable to to everybody and i encourage you to find whether it's a four-letter word not that kind of four-letter word but a four-letter word that that has has meaning to you and to into your life uh and to give yourself this kind of acronym so so game g-a-m-e so i am g is a golfer so that is actually a game. That's a sport. It's a physical activity. It's a physical pursuit. So that G represents it represents the movement and the and the the action and the and the physicality of my experience. And that is that's one of the primary primary dimensions that through which we experience life. It's not the only one, but uh, for me, it is an important one and i think everybody needs some sort of physicality and and deepening and expansion expanding of that physicality some sort of uh some some sort of exercise that that you're training towards or you're training for that that is expanding your capabilities it's not just keeping you in comfort it's really pushing you into discomfort wherever your level is there's just that that fine line of like of i don't think i can do anymore but you do it anyways, and it transforms all other aspects of your life to know that discomfort isn't a boundary. Discomfort isn't, isn't a finality. It is simply a matter of the moment's convenience and finding where the boundary is, riding the line, and occasionally moving beyond it. Not so much that you sacrifice your health, or or the your ability to to get back up and do it again but that but that you're you're constantly growing and you're and you're feeling yourself evolve i mean that's what all of these four are going to be about but uh the physical one in, in particular is i think the most immediate and most direct way that most people can can find where that where that line is for themselves that boundary of what's possible and then a it for me is I, I am an author. So not only an author in terms of the literary, but an author of an author of my life that in fact I I can I can integrate and express what is important to me, what matters to me. And I can sift through all of the different things that I experience and choose the aspects of it that I want to reflect back both onto my conscious mind and subconscious mind and also to other people, to the world that there's, 
there's always something that's on the surface, but when you take the time to, to both integrate and, and then consciously express what matters to you, it's a way of, of taking what's immaterial and making it material that you are, that you're, that you're guiding your life, that you're, that you're taking a stance on, on what, on what you value and what's important to you. And the third one is, is I am a mystic. So that is the, that's the spiritual side of things. That is very much, is very much once you found, once you have found the boundaries, this is about completely letting go of that pursuit. Being a mystic, which everyone has the capability to be in their in their own experience, is is one of not attaching yourself to to thought or even to the people in your life or or your own physical body. It's where your awareness and your attention is is at once non-local, uh, or in other words, universal. But at the same time, it's very single pointed and it's immediate. You can feel it right here and now. And it is, it is the, the cord of connection between your individual self and your, your cosmic universal self that it's, it's, the, it's the nexus of, of who you are, who you have even been told that you are as this as this individual as this person uh, is essentially and very much the the meeting of of your of your physical body and everything else that makes up your physical body and all the interactions that you have with your physical body and the simplest way for that for that to happen um, is to listen listen to somebody i think that that is that understands this fact this truth and to do to do nothing really to not do anything with your mind or with your body but to make sure that you can first establish yourself in a place that's that's still that's quiet that's peaceful already so whether it is listening to somebody's voice or listening to an instrumental that is imbued with, with this truth that comes from an expression of, of this silent and ever-present truth. And over time, you begin to develop your own flavors of how, of how you experience yourself and how you experience these fundamental truths and how you dig deeper by asking pointed questions that you know you don't need to ask because you know the that the truth is is simply what is and that this truth is simply universal and that the truth is you but you ask pointed questions to 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 get more texture and to get more clarity around what somebody else might be experiencing. You ask a question that, that exposes a different way of perceiving things that, that has you appreciate more what anybody and everybody else is going through. 
and you develop not a forced or not a artificial, but a real sense of unity and compassion for all life. Because it's you, but it's a part of you that doesn't know that it is it, that it is itself. And then the last one, E, um, is I'm an engineer. So almost similar to the, the author, the authorship. All of these have very much an overlap for me that there's, that if, you, if, you, if you think about them all together, they, they contain components of, of the other very much so. But this engineer primarily speaks to the mental acuity that may be to some degree uh, inherited or part of your DNA when you're born. But I very much believe that your both your focus, your whether it's your discipline, but also the the precision with which you you can differentiate between things in your mind that you can conceptualize and and kind of keep things separate so that you can clearly distinguish. I think that that is very much a skill that we can learn, that we practice every single day. It has it has very much to do with being with having integrity with yourself, with understanding that that when you when you don't have when you don't have those clear boundaries in your mind that your your life doesn't have as much meaning or as much purpose because you because you you think that oh, I could I could either do this or I could do this it doesn't really matter that that's that, that's more relating to the action things but for me also the engineering is very much in line with 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 understanding the universe and with understanding that the basis of of our bodies being able to function as they are is an is an engineering masterpiece that it is that it's mathematically sound that that if it were not if it were not possible to look at things mathematically mathematics wouldn't exist that it's a reflection of the of the perfection of our natural world and as human engineers we do our we do our best to emulate the perfection and the consistency of the natural world the added masterfulness of the natural world is that it is an evolve is an ever evolving alive process that it's not just you thought it up in your head you created it and that's that it's it's the it's the never ending interaction and and living force that uh, allows things to to grow and expand. So the the engineering side of it for me is is more about is also about questioning what really is true logically, uh, you know, logically true or false. Like what is compatible with with this assumption or this set of assumptions? Because it is also about you are first you are implicitly or explicitly stating assumptions in your scientific or engineering endeavors in order to be able to prove something you need a framework through which you can discuss or to to prove it in the first place and that's that's true with language as well we wouldn't be able to have this discussion if we didn't have the framework or the mutually mutual agreement that these words or these expressions this order of syntax meant something that this had a 
a mutual understanding that we could that we could take it in a certain direction and 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 engineering for that for me is a a great example of that because it's it's about how we how, how we organize our our lives how we organize our thoughts how we organize the material with which we surround ourselves uh and and how we get closer to truth how we make fewer mistakes how we how we accept mistakes and know how to correct them and we and we know that it's not a problem that it's a mistake uh but but we learn more in the process that we that we can actually begin to have an experimental view of our lives that we can tinker with things and we get excited about that so reminding myself that i'm an that i'm an engineer and that 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 process of tinkering that process of evolution is is always inside of me that that it brings me back to keen attention of of the world around and the world within to begin to master both worlds and so with with all of those four parts of the acronym it's there's very much a congruence between mastering my inner self and also gaining gaining mastery and skill in my in my interaction with the world around me so again this those four dimensions and i would and i would add more to the fact that that the the author part of it is also about um creating and connecting with with others that it's it's a way for me to to again take everything that i know everything that i've experienced inside and perfectly articulate and delineate it and and create create a kind of framework uh, to create a a stream of consciousness that is that can benefit somebody else in some way so those are those are my four and it, and it reflects the the physicality the emotionality the spirituality and the mentality of our lives that it's inescapable as a human being you have all four of those uh and finding your your own practices is essential uh finding a mentor is very valuable finding somebody who's who has a path again i started it by saying following somebody else's path and taking it on as your own is not always necessarily the way but it can be a great way to to start on your path and taking it from there that once you start on some if you do start on somebody else's path it gives you momentum it gives you clarity around what aspects of those of that person's experience do you enjoy and want to emulate and very quickly it can give you things that you don't want to emulate that you definitely do not enjoy and and you and you begin to develop a finer and more elaborate complexity with it as you as you grow and evolve that that the most important thing is to start from the very basics the very fundamentals of 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 who you are the different these different four dimensions of like okay how do how do i organize my life i got to address these four four main four main aspects and then from there you you develop again that that complexity that where your where your life can not only be fulfilled but rich with culture and rich with beauty and rich with your own your own expression i don't know how you did it <laughs> but you answered the question and the rest of the questions underneath with everything that you shared 
first of all, I love the use of the word game as an acronym mm -hmm. to stay aware, to be more aware. And the way that you broke that down, really, it's, it's very inspiring. It makes me want to have something like that for myself. And mm -hmm. you did a beautiful job of articulating what each one is for and then explaining the inner and the outer relationship between all of them creating the whole yeah. and there was also you spoke to lessons um, that you're imparting you gave advice I love what you said about um, finding mentors and you know starting mm -hmm. you know because I think that getting started is such a challenge especially in an age where everything that we do is pretty much out there mm -hmm. you know um, it's documented it's magnified it's stored forever mm -hmm. <laughs> right so you know if you have any sort of um perfection perfectionism within you that keeps you from getting started i love what you said about like then find someone that perhaps you know have been there before and then get the, get going with get going with it get the energy going and, um, and the attitude of of the engineering of 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 tinkering and and recognizing that it, it ain't ever going to be perfect i mean the most brilliant machines and the most brilliant devices that we know of today are constantly being refreshed both in their software and hardware that there's that there's new ideas that come up all the time but that doesn't stop them from getting a product out it doesn't stop them from giving you something that's usable a framework that can change you even if it's not going to perfect you it ain't never going to be perfect and also the whole idea of the word game I, I, you reminded me to, to touch on it is to is to fundamentally remember that it's all supposed to be fun that we associate games with fun the unfortunate part of the word game is that it's also associated with triviality and for me it's come to be the exact opposite that anything that somebody thinks it ser is serious about life or life itself if you can not trivialize it but to enhance your experience of it in such a way that that you take it lightly that you feel like oh this is this is fun for me i'm excited to do it it change it changes the game it changes everything it changes your experience yeah and you know uh, the, the people get confused between you were talking about truth and reality we've had that discussion many times before because reality is what you see you can't so, argue hey, with it. Not, you, know, huh? you can't argue with reality <laughs> yeah i was like you can't argue with reality but the truth is different right so i was also really touched by the fact that you touched on it and maybe we do this another time to go into what what it means for these other minds out there listening you know, maybe how you distinguish based on your own sensibility, your own gamification of life and your own perception of your acronyms, what it means to make the difference first inside of you so that you can then express yourself outside of you. Great.
Yeah. I, I love, thank you for saying life is supposed to be fun because what, that is what we do. We play, we play <laughs> games and yeah. play is very, very much um, a necessary piece to create that energy that um, contributes to, yeah, the co-creation of, of all of our experiences. We talk about this a lot in our teaching is why in, infuse things with suffering? You know, why suffer when we can instead approach situations through the lens of play, yeah. right? If, if we know that it's always working out anyway, then why wouldn't we just have fun with it? And, you know, why worry about the future when most of the time we know we're worrying about things that are not going to happen anyway, right? <laughs> so I think that, you know, to recognize that at clearly you're very wise. I'm not sure how many hundred years, thousand years old your soul might be and how many lifetimes there might have been. Um, but in your in your this lifetime's linear time at 22 years, it's so it's so um, comforting to know that through your lens, you already get this is about play it's about fun and it's really about everything i i picture when you were talking whether it was uh golf or you were playing baseball yeah we we get dirty you know we 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 make um moves that aren't exactly you know going to produce the perfect outcomes yet there's always going to be another shot or another mm -hmm chance at bat or another ball to catch. So it just keeps going. And the more we can infuse it with that energy, um, the better. So thank you, you so know. much for, for sharing. Yeah. You, you sparked a co another couple ideas. Um, one is that like, I, I was thinking about this just on my walk this morning, that, you know, there's always going to be something to suffer about or complain about. And there's at the same time, always something to appreciate and to enjoy. Uh, another thing is that how do you how do you really benefit and impact somebody's life? How do you make their life better? Uh, is through your own example and through your own energy of of showing them that it's possible to to have fun, even if the circumstances are dire or if you've experienced trauma. That you can, and in this lifetime, rise above that. It's not that you ignore it, it's that you integrate it. It's that you, it's that you see it for what it is. You see the truth of it. You see, you see that, that there's no finality or no, there's no seriousness about what you've experienced. It may have, it may feel or have felt that way at some point or at all points. You don't, re you don't remember a time where it didn't feel that way. But that the feeling of seriousness in itself is a game that if everything were just fun and dandy, we wouldn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. that, that when we experience something that feels very heavy in our bodies, it's not a made up thing. It's a very visceral, like, I don't know how I can move beyond this. And then we go on that journey of 
feeling the light in our of our being and in our bodies of of being connected to this enlivening force that the that the force of life itself in contrast with the 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 process of death is a process of in of being light of being of being spry of playing of of moving around and and yes, there may there are consequences to every action, but if you are absorbed and obsessed with the consequences, you will never take action. Uh, on the flip side, if you if you are if you're excited about the prospect of potentially winning at a game, that that is that that excitement is enough to get you to participate. That's what life's all about. You knew you knew the potential upsides. So you participated a game, any, any game, any sport has its consequences, not always positive, not always just like pure, the pure outcome is I win, I win, I win, I win, I win, but that's the whole fun of it. You don't know what the outcome's going to be with hundred percent certainty when you go into it, but nevertheless, you give your hundred percent involvement knowing that when somebody else slips up, your 100% involvement is going to find the opening for you to, to take that victory. Uh, but at the same time, you may not always be at your 100%. That even if you're giving your 100%, you're convincing yourself to go for it. You want to win. You don't want to lose. You're giving it, giving it all you got. Either, that, either sometimes your 100% is not enough, which means that you need to expand your boundaries, expand your capabilities, learn from somebody who's been there, or you recognize that you're not always going to have that 100%. You give it anyways, and you fail and you lose with honor and dignity, knowing that that's what keeps the cycle going. That's what keeps the evolution going, is, is the apparent battle, but the inherent harmony and the inherent perfection of the duality of winning and losing and and trauma and divinity and whatnot pick your pick your duality the duality is what is what gives us clarity and focus to to expand and to and to do something new and beautiful inherently perfect but also inherently imperfect in this moment right now all right well that's you know we always say don't take yourself seriously and have fun but take the game of life seriously in a, in a in a certain way, right? Because that's you're here. You might might as well have you fun doing well it. it. You might as well give it your all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So listen, is there uh, is there a place that people can reach you uh, if you want to be reached? That is. And, and <laughs> yeah. Where can where can people find you or hear more from you? Also, uh, in fact, the whole game, G A M E, is on my is on my Instagram. So if you want to go to my Instagram. Uh, it's it's nr panjwani is my last name p-a-n-j-w-a-n-i uh and i also have in my instagram bio that i'm i'm here to i'm here to create more leaders and being a being a leader is is not just about having people to follow you i don't think that's what it's about at all it is about it what it is about is finding what it takes to lead yourself and to lead your life in a way that's meaningful to you and to and to be that example to to pass the torch and to and to pay it forward 
to inspire others to do the same. So it isn't about having people follow me. It isn't having, isn't about having people live and do the same things that I'm doing. It's, it's about me living my life and, and earnestly, earnestly hoping and earnestly being there so that you can, you can have, have the faith and, and the inspiration to go, even though you don't have the informational knowledge or informational certainty to take that first step because we never do and never will. Awesome. Beautifully said. So awesome. yeah, either, either Instagram and also um, my, my writing, my articles are on, are on Medium, also at, at NR Panjwani. So that's where. Great. Well, yeah. we have a final question. Um, I can't believe how time the fat how fast the time just flew. I have no so idea what time it is. Our final question for you. Um, you know, we we love these conversations. We honor you for being here with us. This is especially sacred because of who you are to to your father and to me. Um, and we certainly ha have learned a lot from you. We continue to learn tons from you. And, you know, we always say learning never stops and every mm -hmm. conversation is a co-creative process. Mm -hmm. And so we appreciate you being here with us. So in with that idea in mind, what learnings might you have had just in this conversation alone? Uh the learning is is in the power of these conversations in 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 having a platform and having a structure to be able to clearly express is where the power is that the clarity and the focus and the and the structure carries power that even even if the structure whatever it is um, whether it's a certain format through which you want to express yourself, even if it's not exactly how you imagine, you can create your own one in the future uh, or in the or in the present. But that there is true power in in doing uh, what you can with what you have where you are, and and there's there's no shame in 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 leaning in leaning on others and and with honoring honoring others and that and that's where the true joy and fulfillment is is in is in the co-creative process is in is in interacting with people and to both to both learn and from from them and to and to share your heart and to and to dance and to play in this life did you answer your question yeah oh you did okay just trying to get it to what discoveries did you have on this call yeah he did that, that 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 is that that is the journey and that's the process cool well so i appreciate you i mean i learn from you every day I, you know we live in one place under one roof so but always feel like i'm always learning new things and uh new new parts of you that i had no idea existed so, i had no idea yeah. it's okay <laughs> all right thank you guys awesome. thank you thank you for thank being you with us and uh Maybe more, I'm sure. More. That way, maybe. Definitely maybe more, more to come. Thank you so no much. And the last point I just want to make is we appreciate you for demonstrating what bold is in your own expression. Mm. So thank you for showing up boldly and authentically as yeah. the way only you can. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Bravo. Rohan Pinkani, proud to be his dad. Namaste, namaste. Namaste. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, make sure to subscribe, download, and share it with your sphere of influence. You know, we bring a variety of topics to you, and it's like a masterclass for those topics. And it's all free. So take a screenshot, share it on your social media, and add the hashtag Bold Conscious Connections so that we can find you, see you, maybe say hello. And if you want to deep dive into some of the topics that we bring to you, uh, find us at www.livemasterminds.com and get to know us. Take care.